Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with JM and JB. And for those of you who are new here, this podcast is all about the entrepreneur mindset and the lifestyle where you can find balance between work and life. Within this show, we're going to showcase um, not just people within our network, but also local Arizona businesses and the minds that built them. JB, welcome to the show. What up, what up, what up? Yo, my brother. How are we doing? I okay. How are you? I'm alive and I'm a well. That's good. So last week we kind of failed, right? Well, I don't know if we're on the video we, video side. Well, I'll take I one. failed. <laughs> well, now this week we have a professional in here. Indeed, who is uh, that? Videographing and editing our show uh, by the name of T Lee Productions. Killing the game. Bow, 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 bow. Wait, Do we have something wait, for that? You can't hear because you don't have headset, but we're clapping for you right now, Tris. We're clapping for you. So. Uh, we tried to tell Tristan about how our, uh, we tried to film this last week and totally failed. And so he's like, why don't you let the pro come in and do it? Professionals. So he's coming in, he's recording it. He's going to edit it all down and he's going to make us look like we're, we mean something. Again, I told him we need that slimming filter. So we'll see how it turns out. <sighs> he said, good luck. It doesn't work. <laughs> but on top of filming it, we decided to do something a little extra special for this episode. Correct. Because it's what? Number 20 episode. Did you know that? I did not know that actually. Yeah. We're on our 20th Mile- episode. Milestone right now. So it's a huge milestone with a amazing guest. We've got Kendi Brown here. <gasps> that sounds so weird to hear her last name. Kendi Brown. Name. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, the, the, first time. It's That's like the, the same last name as mine. It's, it's, but it's weird. It's never been Kendi Brown, and now it's Kendi Brown. No, it's, it's been, been Kendi Brown, Brown for a while. Not yeah. for me, people. No, what it's like it the, the same length. Just Kendi. Oh. <laughs> just Kendi. 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 Yeah, I, was like, I don't think you've ever said Kendi. <laughs> no. Well, and it's always just like the Nordstroms, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Not anymore. That clan. Not anymore. The tribe. R.I.P. <laughs> not, not really. her last name <laughs> not the family it's, you weirdo the last name it's still, alive. It's still alive her Nord- last name's not alive it's brown no nordstrom name is still alive it's still oh, there definitely is. scratch that out kenny i still like you shout out i don't think he listens <laughs> i don't even to. think we, he knows we do. He I'm, gonna send know. It, I'm gonna send it to <laughs> he him has now. no idea i don't think he knows how to use podcasts i don't he, uh, listens he probably to knows music. how to do it it's but pro- he's seen youtube i'll send a link yeah. We don't have YouTube, he but maybe YouTube. T. Lee Productions will set us up. <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to cost us extra, but we're going to hear I'll producer. pay for He's, it. He stays quiet behind the scenes. It's like, it's like you know, Chipotle for uh, guacamole. It's extra, but you know what? I'm I go splurging. to Chipotle way too often. That's like. It's not good. Two to three times a week. <laughs> She's like, I'm on a diet. I'm going to eat nothing but Chipotle. I'm like, ah, does that work? If you do it right, it can be healthy. But then yes. again, so can Taco Bell. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I'm a founding member of their app. That was one of like, the first That's a cohort. Throw, throwing money at him. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, nonetheless, I'm very mm-hmm. excited for this episode. I think Jake is probably more nervous than you, to be honest, because I, I didn't really tell him the questions. I sent him some oh, questions. Oh, yeah. Um, not all of them. So I'm pretty excited. Again, I really like this platform because I like to learn from everyone, right? So for me, when I ask these questions, it's it's something that you know I've always thought about or I just want to know your opinion and so on and so forth. I mean, obviously, I've known Jake for a long time known you for a very long time as well it's crazy to think that you guys have it's been like 12 years well since 2011 right okay that's a long time i mean i went to public school i'm not 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 too good good at math math, but (laughs) uh, i think it's been like 12 years that's a it's a very long time and there's and when i was coming up with questions for this i actually um was trying to think of you know way back then and my memory is not as good as what it used to be but some of the questions are actually pertaining to one of the very first times that you met us 
as a whole, right? Because you knew Jake from Scottsdale uh, Community mm-hmm. College. But um, I guess one of my first questions that I came up with was, what is one of your earliest interactions that you can remember of Jake Squared? Oh, this is such a good one. Uh-oh. Oh, I she mean, was quick on it too. Jesus, I was, I was waiting for like a, well, <laughs> it took me like 20 me minutes see. to remember when I first met Kendi and I'm like, oh my God, this is I, a great I question. I came up with it instantly. Yeah. Cause I'm. Well, hopefully like we'll see if our stories match. Okay. Oh. Um, they, they don't. But, they definitely don't. I Wait, mean, hold on. I need a little bit of the ski pro water. It's going to be hard because when I say Jake, it could be either one of you. So, so, um, say, so when I met Jake better. Brown, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, I knew the beloved brothership between Jake Brown and Jake Morrow. Like, oh my gosh, every other word was like, me and my friend Jake, me and my friend Jake, and it's Jake squared and doing all this. So I was like, it's like, okay, if this guy does not like me, I am out of the picture. Like, it's just going to end it so fast. And of course, I was head over heels, it, like just just adored Jake Brown. And so- I think we remember things a little differently <laughs> back in the day, but continue, please. Um, so we were- um, the time that I remember is we were getting ready for to go for a football game overnight somewhere, and I don't know if you were dropping him off or bringing bags or something, but I remember I'm like, oh, I'm going to be meeting the other Jake in a dark parking lot as I'm like in scrubby sweatpants or something <laughs> like, really weird, and at that time, like, I'm the awkward kid. I always say something stupid and dove, and so I really don't remember what we said or anything, but I remember walking way out to the parking lot to get back. I think you drove bags. the golf athletic cart. training golf cart out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did. yeah. Um, and went to go pick you up in your bags, Jake Brown's bags, mm-hmm. um, for us to go. I don't know where we were going, but. So that's um, perfect because that's exactly what we had talked okay. about. Because <laughs> literally, yeah. I, it was literally, I, I couldn't remember. And he, he talked about how it was like late at night and mm-hmm. I had to drop him off of the field in this like, like anxious, bouncy, you know, bubbly girl. <laughs> oh, a sh- I definitely and, and the golf cart was, <laughs> came by to go pick up Jake Brown. I'm like, what the fuck is going on over here? And he goes, that's Kendi. Yep. Like, it's a vibe. I'm like, okay. She's way too chipper to be, you know. It's laid out. It's dark. Yeah, and I'm she was hungry. Hi. I'm like, oh my God. All right. See you later, Jake Brown. Bye. Yeah, was you make that sound so bad. <laughs> I'm getting out of here now. Get I was, I was tired. It was late at night. I was like, that's too much energy for me. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, we well, had I was so excited to meet, like, hang out with Jake Brown. Hmm? Someone has to be. I know. <laughs> God love her. I'm Don't. telling you. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Um, okay, well, kind of staying on that topic before yeah. we get too serious and we actually talk about, like, you know, interesting things because it's just Jake squared, not that interesting. Um and I don't even know if we've talked about this before. So that's why I was very Ooh. curious and like wanted to record it and uh, see if Jake would even know. But like, uh, obviously I said, you guys met at Scottsdale Community College. Yeah. Um, but tell me about the first time you met Jake Brown and your initial Aww. impression of him. Oh because I don't this think we so sappy. <laughs> why don't you, we talk about exhibit B. Shut your mouth. Exhibit B. Awesome powers. <laughs> <laughs> Zip it good. Zip it.com. Yeah, that's the one. That's a good one, too. <clears throat> this Please, is also the, very good. I've, the floor is yours. My oh, heart is, is really full. So lame. Oh, my um, God. I don't know if I want to ask that question. Yeah, you got to be careful. Well, okay. So continue. Continue. I'm just kidding. Continue. And at the action. time, I was hoping to study kinesiology, which is a basis for physical therapy, some other medical things. And I thought I was going to be a medical student. And so along with playing softball at the college, I was like, well, 
sounds like I could be an athletic trainer student and get some hands-on training while I'm taking these medical classes. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was touring the facility with the, I think it was the head trainer, uh, Tony actually. And he was giving me all of the rundown and, you know, introducing me to everyone. And there's this like corner room that houses all of the ice and all of the like resources back there. And I remember peering into that small little room and there's this big guy like just really filled the space and not I know that you're gonna say, but two hundred and thirty five pounds of pure man. Tristan not literally like you. good looking dude and oh, he turns around somebody else <laughs> and these beautiful bright blue eyes. I just and this big old smile and I was just like holy hell who is Why that? Turn red? I'm not that was you're my eyes turning, turning blue. No, you're literally turning red. Well right sorry somebody's gotta talk good about me once in a while. I just. <laughs> I need new friends. <laughs> you need some friends. You mother. can't lose the ones that you do. We have. family, bro. We family. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. So, anyways, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's amazing." Um, he had this like. This was he, your initial impression. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. goofy this was little before way. Before I started talking, and she was like, "Wow, I hate him." No. <laughs> no. Um, and I remember Tony's like, "Oh yeah, that's Jake. He's you know helping us out. He's also on the football team." I was like. Okay, and so of course every first girl's reaction to seeing someone that you're like, ooh, he's really hot, or I like that guy's really cool, you stalk them on Facebook. Like Facebook was the place, and so of course I went straight to. I got Facebook. a nod from T, so I believe it. Go ahead. Yeah, and <laughs> we were talking um, about this whole stalking thing earlier. We were. That's we'll talk about it later. So continue um, on. So then <laughs> I, my heart you make was. Me look like an asshole, you jerk. Continue. <laughs> my heart was broken because he was in a very long-term relationship at that point. So I was like, oh, he's off limits. Okay. And, but we worked a lot of like games together and got to know each other. And of course, ever since that first reaction, it's just been like, no, no one other, like no one else compares to him. Okay. Look at you. So, so heartfelt and like meaningful. And when I knew she was the one, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just gonna ask you. Uh, do you want me to ask you that question, or are you we not gonna be able to, to Chipotle? <laughs> Literally, actually, no. And that actually is a real thing. When you ate a burrito, mm-hmm. he was so impressed with like she ate it faster than me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, I'm so, like, and that's all. She's the one. <laughs> Literally, he actually told me this, and I was like, finally, bullshit. Uh, somebody ate a burrito faster than you. Like, not impossible. Finally, a woman that's that can not possible. Eat. And then mm-hmm. I think I think we went on a double date. Us four, or Kendi, I, you, and whoever you're. <laughs> flavor of the week was hey um i'm month. sorry don't be rude i'm sorry month month flavor of the month. have some respect <laughs> and we went to my it. mother might see this keep it honest she knows that's true she that's lived right. with you i'm sorry mom um we went to what portillo's and so good candy oh, and i ordered like big beefs or like a whole bunch of food you ordered a big things. beef and then whoever you were with ordered, a ordered a like a, a salad and we're like uh all right, we went to fun. Zoo Lights or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we went to yeah. Zoo Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. So good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. Good times. We used good to times. hang out. The old days. Good luck with that one. But thank you, you for asking those questions. He always welcome. gets to I say was, nice things about me on the podcast, and so now I actually get to come and brag about him and well, and tell they were like how amazing he is. Legitimate things that like I was curious about yeah. I because I, I couldn't. Should have asked. You, you would have talked. I already knew the burrito thing. Okay, so we're good. Well, that is from my perspective. I wanted to hear too. her side. Oh, okay. Because sometimes they, they, it's they change so a little long, bit. It's been so long, too. It's been forever. True that. What's one of your fondest memories of Jake Squared? Oh, um, 
I mean, how do you pick just one? Just the first one that lot. pops into your head. Don't um, don't fluff me, by the way. You know, I love when we go over to dinner at your mom's house or hang out with your family, and they have always just like wrapped me up in wide open arms. And your mom and dad are the sweetest people, and they have just like adored me and like allowed me to be a part of your family. Mm-hmm. And of course, like the the Morrow clan is just as important as the brown side of the family and we're all part of that family if you were in with jake and jake's been in with my family for a long time it took Mm -hmm. him a lot longer to get in the family than i had to do a lot of groundwork yeah (laughs) so you are welcome i think it took like three years before my dad even talked to him but uh yeah it was minimum three years yeah so but again that it was i mean that's that's how family's supposed to be right Mm -hmm. just like your family if they ever needed something and you guys were out of town and i was available like i'd stop whatever I was doing to come yeah. help them. Right. That's just part of, you know, who we are. I, you mm-hmm. know, Jake's family is the exact same thing. It's my family, right. We joke around a lot about it, but you know, if they needed anything, like I'd be there and my family yeah. would do the same for you because you're in the family now. And yeah. I think that has happened. I think I was in Utah or something oh, yeah. and our water heater went out. My, or mom, some, my mom's, we were both in Utah. No, this was something, no, at, something our house. at our house. Oh. Was something. Wrong. I think I it was remember. the water heater or something. The AC. Oh, the AC went out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because my mom's water heater went out. Yeah. 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 And so the AC or something went out, and I think within five minutes, Tony was knocking on the door. Yep. It was so fast that I th- did not know who it was, and I had to, like, get my weapon. <laughs> Be like, who the fuck is my <laughs> He does the same thing, so yeah. that's yeah. how I was introduced at the door when I first met Tony. He was like, oh, hi, you're a barrel, huh? Yeah. 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 But he was just, like, ran right over, mm-hmm. helped me with everything, and that's always how your family has been, and uh, so there's been a lot of be. nights at Oso and <laughs> hanging out, and it's just always been some of my precious, most precious memories with you guys. Check that out. So my family took the credit for that one, but, you know, that's fine. I respect you. It wasn't you. No, that's fine. I, I respect that. It definitely wasn't a Jake and Jake no, memory. But well, we you were know, technically there. Jake squared of. was involved. It's just, I mean, my family. Should we cover the else. worst memory? No, thank you. <laughs> we can skip over that one. I don't know what it might be. I don't I'm know. scared. I don't, don't know what it is either. Let's just keep going with the question. Do you have a hint? Should we, should we I'm return? Kind of, I'm kind ah, of. fuck it. Just scared. Who cares? Uh, well, I don't know. There's Wait, hold on. I'm nervous. Just make one of us or both of us look bad? Can no. we use like fake names? <laughs> what do you use? Tell the story. <laughs> uh, we you were doing the um, Wickenburg ride coming back. Oh! And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was already having issues with the with razor writing, and sure enough, we almost ended. <laughs> it worked! Yes, Arthur. You just got muted. I <laughs> totally got muted. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Please tell the story. Uh, yeah, and somehow I was ended up looking at the like valley next to us a little bit too intimately and lost like just lost it wasn't a valley that was just a full-on cliff (laughs) that was a full-on we're dead and then jake punched it got out of it to you for being a phenomenal driver he did the right thing and then next thing i hear is on the headsets kendy crying and i'm like we need to stop (laughs) i'm smiling he's smiling for everyone who wants to know i made kendy cry while we were out on the razor because we about died on the razor but jake and i looked at each other and it was it was pretty dang sketchy (laughs) it was a lot of fun though it was sketchy jake and i looked at each other and just smiled like this yeah that was amazing and then we just hear crying and then we hear crying and i'm like you're not allowed to drive again (laughs) 
Yep. I mean, you guys love c- close calls, and I think that's why it you're wasn't so that close. good. It was pretty damn close. It was not that close. <laughs> it really it's because Kendi's sitting here. When she's not here, you're like, it wasn't that bad. No, it no, it was bad. It wasn't the, that bad. The, the, the rear end was off Tristan, the Tristan, because you're the only realistic one in this room with me right now. Tristan the, doesn't the know The tires drive. didn't even go off the dirt. So the, the right rear did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. I was on the right rear. No, you were in the front. I know, but I felt it. Regardless, anyway, it was scary, and are... you did great. Just accept the compliment <laughs> yeah. of you driving great, you and go. you got us in a shitty situation. Yes, okay. so we're good. Yep, you're less than the worst. I accept that. Okay, I don't I accept that. What's I'm... your worst with Kendi and I? Do you have one? When she like wanted to suffocate me, and when I told her that I didn't write out my best man speech, I don't remember that. You don't write out anything though, so that yeah. doesn't. I know, but the, her the look in her eyes, like. I've always seen Kendi as like the, hi, I'm Barbie. Like, let's be <laughs> friends. And then it was like, I'm going to fucking stab you in the throat if you don't write something down for your best man speech. And I was like, oh. That's how she got me to marry her. I was a little scared. <laughs> there, I'm going to be honest. There I was a lot of convincing. I literally looked at Jake and I was like, I kind of want to write something down now. And I just, I panicked. I was really scared. That was the only time that I think oh. I was like, well, again, wow. I wrote my vows an hour before the wedding. No, to be you fair. did it the night before. I saw no, it. No. It was the morning. It was the morning of... Because I went to the, the indoor hot tub. I know. I sat next to the chair with you when you did it. Yeah, in the indoor hot tub. That was the morning of. Oh, uh, okay. To be fair, I did the exact same thing. I was just in but a Why'd you yell courtyard. at me so much? I don't know. You're right. easy because to she's smarter up. than you. <laughs> yeah, you went wrong. You went wrong. <laughs> but I will admit, both your sister and your dad were kind of upset with me. What did you do? I was think, it valid? I took stuff off of their speech and put it in my speech and then uh, made people laugh. And I was like, ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, because they she were very up. prepared. Your dad had like 10 pieces of paper. And I, I literally, because I, I, I went last out of everybody and I kind of panicked and I was like, oh my God, everyone actually has <laughs> like, like your mom had no cards and like your dad had 10 pieces of paper, both sides. And I was like, holy shit, I might be in. And you have four right bullets now. and points. In my Cut. head. This I had, is Jake. He's yeah. my best friend. <laughs> but did I did do good. good. It did. did. I do good. Phenomenal. It was really good. It was Thank a you. great day. We had a phenomenal time. We were time. very touched by all of the stories and everyone there. Um, it, it was just, it was really great. It was. So it was a lot of thank fun. Thank you. That for was the only scary that. moment of Kenda. And then I felt really bad when I made her cry. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. It was just once. So. No big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Anything for you? You, you got, do you want to bring up a bad moment in my I life? I have too? no bad moments. They're all Aww. experiences. I'll punch you straight in the throat. I have zero bad moments. Okay. My life is great. Loving every second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's ask some like intellectual questions. We now. got business questions. I, um, we do. So there's a lot of things that are going on in your life right now. Yes. Um, and I thought about talking about like some of your previous experiences mm. and truthfully, we could probably talk for like an hour just on that alone. Sure. So I wanted to focus on your newest venture, yes. which if you could tell everyone what your new break is yeah. down. Yeah, so I have my own operations consulting business. It's nice. called Kawadi Consulting. And what does Kawadi mean? Yeah, Kawadi is, the, the actual name of it is a Southwestern mammal. It's very similar to a raccoon and a lemur hybrid, I would say. But um, what I, one, it's a really great tie back to my love of like Southwestern, like native animals, creatures, nature. I, again, Arizona native girl here and have just loved wildlife. And so ever since I was little, I've known about coatis and have, it's been on my list to be able to see one here in Arizona. They are 
pretty much all over the state, especially in the more southern regions. Um, and they travel in packs. They're a little bit elusive. They um, are very um, nimble. They can be up in trees and hang around like a lemur would, but then they're also like very quick and noisy around. And um, one of their key hallmarks is they, they go together in groups and they help protect each other and keep each other safe. And so um, I've always adored coatis. And my second favorite like native thing is a quail, but everybody's named everything quails. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, what's something unique and something that kind of speaks to um, how I grew up? And so um, Quadi kind of always makes everyone pause and be like, what, the, what, what is this? What are, what are you talking about? How do you spell this? And so it's very like my own name. Um, where everybody's like, wait a second. like So it's also like your icebreaker almost. Yeah, of yeah exactly. Bridging a topic between people. Totally, totally. Nice. So I love the little dudes and love that I get to brand them and I have this cute little icon. Uh, so it's it's been fun to actually see that come to life. But on the actual like, what do I do side? Um, so um, we, we actually have to kind of go back to my experience a little bit because consulting, you can do anything with consulting there's so many different facets but it's really like what is your niche like what are you good at and how can you replicate yourself and provide that as a service to people to brands to products to businesses and so predominantly in my career I've helped build operations and very severely high growth parts of a company's life cycle specifically like pre-IPO um, and so Within the last six months, I, you know, just like figured out that like, oh, this actually works and people want this. And so it kind of like organically came to fruition. So I help with all the operational chaos that companies face in like very high growth moments of their um, roadmap and help them like not go crazy and um, specifically focus on like people, process and systems. So your biggest thing is if a company grows too fast, outgrew themselves, don't have the people in place, that's where you come in. Exactly. Yeah, because they're, when you grow, that's usually like the first domino to fall, but then all of a sudden you're riding this like dragon. And you're like, whoa, this is amazing. We're growing so fast. And things don't get prioritized as, as they should, right? You should focus on growth. And then you need like extra resources um, on the back end to catch up. And because if you don't, it'll fracture from the inside. Um, I always relate it back to uh, the Avengers movie in the first like ten minutes, how like the base explodes that's and it a, like collapses it's, it's about in on itself. Superheroes, um, so it's this, it's a movie about action and superheroes and oh. saving the lives. Mm -hmm. A lot of people watch them. Sorry, continue. Yes, Marvel. yes. He's Hashtag coming. nerd over here. Yep. Um, and so they will internally implode if they don't figure it out. So I help like not allow it to implode. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that can break a company at like, high growth. Got that? I need to go redo my questions because <laughs> she said a lot of smart words that I'm like, mm. what's an I IPO I, or I, IPO? I, I forgot commas in my questions, so I think we're gonna have to. Uh, oh, did you at least spell them right? Figure something else out. Yeah, what no, it was that? really it was good. Just for him. No, and and again, it, it sounds like you put a lot of thought into this. Like you, you're very passionate about it, mm. and not just because you said really smart, fancy words. Because <laughs> you actually have done research, obviously, with you building operations for companies. Like this is something that's driven you correct mm -hmm. so you, you know anytime you find that little like niche in the world it's great 
But if you're not driven, in my opinion, then it doesn't matter who is there to support it or who it's for. You're, you're never going to really take it very far. So it's it's awesome to actually hear you talk about this and show your involvement and understand like you actually understand the entire process of it. Because when we chat, it's really quick and just, you know, I, <laughs> I say stupid stuff and you stupid. <laughs> yeah. <Nah. laughs> and then we start making jokes and then we get mm. off topic. So it's really yeah. I, I was very excited for this one because um, I was going to ask more embarrassing questions about Jake Brown but I wanted oh. to keep it semi-informative. We'll have to have a second one for that. Absolutely. Um, but then two, I, you know, I, there's a lot of things in business that a lot of people don't ever get to see, mm-hmm. right? And especially operationally, a lot of people think that, oh, this is just an SOP that randomly came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like we have to follow it. It's so dumb. It, there, it's for no reason. When there's people like you who actually have generated this procedure for a reason and a purpose, um, and it's nice to actually see the people behind that operating procedure. So it's really exciting for me when you are going to, when you talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about it. It's it's definitely my passion. And I think my mom is still upset that I'm not a doctor, but (laughs) we're, we're making it happen. Um, But yeah, it's something that I fell into early in my career and have just like held on to it. And it's brought me a lot of joy. It's something that I'm good at. And so to be able to form a business around it is really exciting. Not everyone has that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to talk more about it. Um, <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. My questions aren't that hard, especially because they <laughs> come from me. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so obviously you're, you're very, you know, driven w- with this job career that you've mm-hmm. chosen, but what was some inspiration um, for you to actually start your own business and to start a consulting firm? Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of funny. I think this was the last thing I wanted to do. Um, so I watched you both go through entrepreneurship in a few different life cycles of it. So (laughs) I've seen firsthand like in and out hair I've lost. Yeah. How much weight I've gained. I'm glad you're starting to blame that on the business and not me. (laughs) (laughs) It is your fault. It's not. (laughs) I had a beautiful head of hair before I met you. Yeah, I First think it was off, going out. Tristan was just outlifting you, so you needed an excuse why you couldn't lift more than him, so you just stopped working out. Um, Continue on. Yeah. This is where you flash in a photo of you just working out, like super buff, like right about here. Okay. And Show insert here. Boom. Oh, that would actually be kind of cool if you got them skills. Okay, can you do that? Okay. Continue. We get distracted easily it's just sometimes. With, yeah, his, no, with his shirt off, just. <laughs> hey, you know, mark it where you can. G. Lee Productions across this chest. Pretend like a tattoo. <laughs> You're so welcome. God. Mind right oh here. Please gosh. continue. So you watched us struggle. <laughs> you essentially. Right, us right. And, and, every, and everything about our lives. You have a better way of putting so it. I always say, like, people have to be mad to be entrepreneurs, right? Like, it, there's no safety. There's no guarantees. There's... You're dealing, you have to wear so many different hats and you have to do things that you're really not good at, but you, you force yourselves, which the right persona, like, thrives in that environment but not everyone can or wants to and so it's hard when you're having like success in one specific area that you know it's very safe right you're you're doing well you're thinking like yes okay I've got the next promotion or we're launching this really cool thing and great and so that was my that's that's where I thrived and so thinking about trying to let that go and do something that has no guarantees and doesn't really play to my skill sets because you have to run every part of the business is terrifying. Um, And so um, leaving Kindred, which was a home swapping tech company that 
darling of Silicon Valley and um, very much up and coming, working with two of the most well-respected women that I've had the chance to work alongside with, knowing that it wasn't going to be the right long-term fit. Again, that's that's the gambling game you play when you join an early-stage startup. And you got to mention that you were the very first hire of this yeah. company, and so you literally started from ground zero mm-hmm. of, hey, there is nothing here. You know, we have no yeah. members, we have nothing, it's just build it, we have a great idea. Yeah, I mean, they, they were a little bit farther along of like product market fit. They, they got the thumbs up and- Why are you know. shaking your head? They were so much farther along. I know. Jake That's Christ. just how. I'm so sorry. You and I. Have, Again, I and I have gotten, I'm so sorry. You and I have had arguments with Kendi without Kendi here. She that, needs uh, to stop being so modest. I don't do anything, but I also want to be very real. Uh, no. Right? Like bullshit. I, <laughs> Conversation <laughs> over. Um, I I don't like puffery. I, I like to be very honest. It's not puffering if you're speaking the truth. Okay, speak the truth. Continue on. <laughs> okay, bye. that's your drip. You, you did a lot of stuff. So y- yes, but I think it was, I was recruited to be the first employee to help build their customer facing operations as well as background operations. And we expected it to be incredibly operator dense. So meaning that there was going to be a large org and there was a lot of competing factors between pro- people, process and systems. And, but as you know, startups evolve, you start to figure out what works best for the customer and what really truly they need from a product. And so over the year, towards the end of the first year that I was there, it was very clear that it was a product company and not a operationally dense company. And that's where I thrive. And so um, it was a very hard goodbye and hard transition. And when you work at startups that early, you literally grind like blood, sweat, tears, you leave everything on the field. Um, and so I was sick for a couple months afterwards. And literally, sick. literally, I, I could not get out of bed. I had COVID. I had we flu. We had to cancel Christmas. Yeah, we. Oh, I do remember Christmas, this actually. Oh, which was really this. disappointing because we love Christmas, and that's when we see everyone and hang out. Um, but then in January, it was like, okay, what what's next? Um, let's go join another startup, or let's you know join a more mature company and help with their operations and it was just roadblock 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 and um you two especially both of you were always like why don't you do your own thing like you're so good at this and you've always been cheerleaders like that and um eventually one of my friends was like hey I need some help with this like can you just like help create like onboarding materials or help me figure out you know do this wish list of things I was like sure okay no problem um before I know it he had referred me to another client and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is happening for real. Like, all right, like, I've got to start an LLC, and I've got to, like, figure out my own software systems. And um, a 30-minute call later, I'm full-time consulting. And so I I really tried to not do this pathway. (laughs) But there were so many different signs, and, um, you know, life just takes you, you know, of course, depending on what you believe, grand design or not. But um, there was a lot of things that put me on this path, and now it fits like a little glove. And... uh, (laughs) I'm really excited to be here. I'm very grateful for the last year's roller coaster that I've been on and um, have finally kind of gotten my feet underneath me and ready to really grasp this and figure out how to make it something bigger than myself. That's that's awesome. On a side note, why can't you be this positive when I talk to you? Because I'm not a positive person. <laughs> I've, I've been doing it for too long. Just we, we balance <laughs> She's each other only out. been an entrepreneur for a few yeah. months. <laughs> 
<laughs> She'll get there. Trust me. I don't know. Uh, again, she she's very confident. Uh, she's very well, no, collected. She, she's, like, again, we're we are when things are going good for us, we are very positive and confident in what we're doing. It's just there is shit days, mm-hmm. and you can attest to that as well. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have shit days, and it's just like, why the hell did I do this? What's the point mm-hmm. of it? Why did I get into this? Why didn't I stay with my nine to five? You know, the safety net. Yeah, mm-hmm. the safety net, and there's gonna be shit days. It just yeah. happens, and then unfortunately, everything else happens right on top of that, all at the same time. Yeah. So, um, one of the things I'm curious about is what's wait, one wait, wait, of you get to ask questions. You shut your <laughs> mouth if you know it's good for you. Um, <laughs> what's one of the biggest things uh, that you learned in quote unquote corporate world mm. that you transitioned into your own business that's helped you out the most? That's a really great question. Um, I, I mean, th- that there's response. there's a lot of things, right? And and they all kind of tangent tangentially. Ten, like, ten place of origin, please. Is that Some a- words <laughs> trip me up. Can uh, I get the definition? Is that, is that a real word? Tangentially. Can we, can we post the definition? Can right you be here? our guy that looks stuff up? Hey, Google it. Hey, oh, Google. Man. Yeah. Oh man, look yeah. up tangentially. I'm not gently tangentially, but I so. We're so such dicks. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, that's I was fine. trying to keep this super real. No, no. I mean, it wouldn't be you guys. Like, I, I'm yeah, very if you used being to this. Serious the whole time. <laughs> well, side note. So, if you, there's like two people, He's a, got a, a lot of people. Oh, sorry. Correct. Go ahead. What yeah. is it? Okay. You're all right. Continue mm-hmm. on. Sorry. Continue. So, tangentially. When you're growing up, you either listen to like, radio or watch movies or very like audio um, type learning. And so mm-hmm. you pick up your words that way. So you always pronounce words correctly. But if you're a reader or learning a lot of things visually, um, you don't necessarily know how to pronounce all the words. You know how it sounds in your head. And so it's funny, some very smart people who re- like read all the time sometimes are very scared of how they come off of and how they speak because they stumble over words because it's not necessarily... Now. You just um, hurt her feelings because she's they a it. It's not my fault she grew up with no TVs in the house. That's not my problem. We had one. You freaking Amish people. <laughs> I'm just saying. I walked into your parents' house and I was like, what the Where's this? Why isn't there a TV? Why does this thing have a back to it? This is weird. Is that a picture? It doesn't move. Yeah. But for her, her reading is insane. Oh, like, next level. I, she, I read like a five-year-old, so I, I understand. The reading level or the actual? No, like a five-year-old. Okay. Like um, my, my five-year-old she, nephew reads better than I do. Picture well, books are great. So, yes, they are. <laughs> Pop-up books. Um, <laughs> but she reads a book a day, and it's just like, mm-hmm. I'll be sitting there watching a movie, and she's not paying any attention to me because I need attention at all times. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Who are you texting? I'm like, I'm reading a book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Is it like interesting? <laughs> Oh my god! I've read Why? it like I've read it like six times, and I'm like, but it's the same story. Why are you, you watch well, movies times? multiple I know. times? Like how many times have you seen same Tommy thing? Boy? That's different. It's the, it's same, like the thing. same thing. It's a treasure. When you read a book, it's like a movie in your head. My head you have doesn't work like that. What's going on? Do you read books multiple times? When's the last time you've read a book? Uh, six months ago. What oh. was it? The Sean Whalen book. Did you actually? Mm-hmm. Can I borrow that? Yeah. Who's okay. Sean no, you actually can. It's you um, would you would actually like him. Um, no, she would because oh, okay. she loves Andy Frazella. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah he's great. He, similar similar group. Oh, of people. Okay. Um. Anyways, back to my great question. Yeah, repeat it. For I thought me, she please. answered it. 
Shit, I said it so good the first time. I'm going to screw it up the second. I think I was trying to use a politician's what answer. Is, what <laughs> is something that you learned in the quote-unquote oh, yeah. corporate world that yes. you've transitioned over to running your own business that has helped you be successful? Yeah. <laughs> You're so good on the fly. Um, what I... I don't fly. <laughs> I'm a peacock captain. Shut up, let her talk. <laughs> Sorry, let me fly. please go. I think Stay on topic. <laughs> I think the most important people, the most important part of this is you have to give a damn, right? You you have to care about people and you have to really like want to be successful um, no matter what you're doing. Because if people see that and um, I very much operate from servant leadership of I'm always the first one to get my hands dirty or I would never ask someone to do something that I want to do myself or have done before. Um, and I think it really revolves around creating a really cool environment or a way to give back to the people around you. Um, I think in the corporate world, which is very different when you're a business owner, is that you have resources literally in the desk next to you, right? And, and often they are well ahead in their own careers or there's a lot of like diverse thoughts in an office and you can go to the kitchen and before you know it, you're talking to an engineer who's like, posted all of this stuff on um like github and you're just like holy cow like i just posting on what yeah what was that <laughs> it, um jake heard hub and got all excited <laughs> uh yeah no careful um <laughs> i like having a camera here i could much more interaction oh and you two are great visually like in a lot of different ways in the dark <laughs> So sorry, Tristan, this is not going to be 45 minutes like the allotted time frame. If you oh. would like to charge us extra, please do so. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Continue. Um, <laughs> um, so GitHub is like a central repository where you can store code and access code. And um, a lot of like the big companies, big tech companies, uh, engineers actually like contribute to that code base. Um, I'm probably like not explaining it in the best way, but. No, it makes sense. It kind of gets to the root of it. Um so when so being able to access those resources is phenomenal and so no company no service no product no kitschy item can survive without the people and so you have to put that at the heart of everything you do and so when you are even a first-time manager you've been leading people for 10-15 years you have to bring it back to the people across no matter what you do about your messaging about how you're solving problems and so as an entrepreneur, it's different, right? You don't have the hallway of great minds that you can go walk up to, but you have to build your own tribe and you have to build your own resources. And at the heart of it, it's how do you care about somebody else and how do you give them value before you need value at all? Um, and so when you're working with clients or trying to think about different processes, again, it's all built by people. And so you really just have to care about them like authentically to be able to solve the, the right problems. I'm out. Yeah, you don't care about anyone. Respect. <laughs> Respect. I, I like that answer. No, it's really good. And But she's she's spot on, right? I, I mean, I'm never going to be a consultant because I hate people, but barely do the job I'm doing now. She because wasn't I don't just like people, say so. that in consulting. No, no, I mean. In business in general, you've got to care. But like, she but brings what, that to her firm. Yes, but what you've done is you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. And she mentioned that. She was mm -hmm. like, I'm not afraid to dive in the weeds and get my hands dirty. I'm the first one to do it. And you and I are the same way. Leave from you know? the front, not the back. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm? 
which I'm actually curious to ask you two. Oh, you've shit. been. Oh, it's not your turn yet. Uh, yeah, please wait. This is the end of our segment <laughs> today. <laughs> Thank you for coming could, to the show. Uh, hit subscribe on the bottom left corner. Well, I'm a new entrepreneur, right? I think we just added that. Can so you, you add a subscribe down here? Oh, good lord. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, do you actually have questions? Because I do have a couple questions. No, no, no. I'd actually like to dive in a little bit deeper here. Of you you both have been in the entrepreneur space for a while, and you've actually mentioned this on a couple other podcasts that you've done. Oh my god, you listen every single time. Jake says you don't listen. Oh no, I get the notification. I'm like, where am I driving next? I'm listening to it, and I. Oh my gosh, you guys, I laugh so hard during your podcasts. It's just, I'm just giggling. You laugh at what we say or, oh, the, or because we're oh, idiots? No, no. Just like God, your that was camaraderie. Such a question. Yeah. <laughs> how, do they, how do these guys do it? Well, I'm just think so dumb. I, I know you both really well. And so I can detect your mannerisms or like what you're, you're probably like looking at each other doing something. And so I just, it's just such a joy to listen to those. And well, thank you. I always learn something. Um, Good. Yeah. There you go. But now I'm happy. Going back to some of the podcasts that you've talked about, it's really hard to separate yourself from your people, right? That you are personally responsible for and you are the owner. You're the one making all the decisions. But how do you maintain that relationship or how do you like build relationships that people know that you care about them, that that you're there to create a cool product, a cool company? Like what are some of the ways that you've been able to do that from the owner's seat where it feels a little bit siloed. Well, and we actually just talked about this literally yesterday or it was two days ago. Uh, you came into my office and we oh, yeah. had just a, a venting session. Mm-hmm. And that's personally, I think that's probably the hardest thing about our business is separating the, Hey, I'm your boss to, Hey, I'll do anything for you. Just get shit done though. Um, because when you go to the aspect of, you know, hey, I'm here for you. How was your weekend? How's your family? A lot of people take that in and it says, well, I can do anything. I can show up late because Jake's mm-hmm. got my back. You know, I don't have to come in today because Jake's got my back. Or if a manager yells at them, they're like, I'll just go tell Jake. Yeah. Um, so it's finding that separation. I think that's the hardest part about our business. Um, and it's something I'm struggling with because, you know, Jake and I, as much as we are alike, when it comes to management styles, we're mm-hmm. polar opposites. Um, Which is not a bad thing. It's not. No, everyone has different management styles. And as we mentioned before, everyone reacts differently to different management styles. Totally. It's not a wrong thing um, by any means. Um, Jake is very, very, very business when he goes into any of his shops. It's, we aren't talking. Uh, I'll talk to, the, Jake will talk to the managers and that's it. He'll go up to anyone in the back and he'll say, Where's the work order? What's going mm-hmm. on with this vehicle? Ask about what's happening in the shop. Yeah. What's going on? But, Where? but even in that type of leadership mindset, like there's still ways to show like you care about them or like, all right, you just crushed your quota last month. Like here's the next step in your career growth, right? You, you don't have to be warm and fuzzy, but you can still invest them. Oh my gosh. I love the five love languages, uh, but you translate it to business. So figuring out how people like to be like shown recognition but you can do it in a like firmly business, no joking around way, which I bet you probably do that quite a bit. I try to. Yeah. Try to. And, and again, for me, like, you know, and, and I know Jake was going to dive into what, how he operates mm-hmm. as a manager. But for me, like the little things, I, I do try to keep it very professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about 
you know, how their weekend was, the drama they have going at home. We all, we all have personal lives, right? So for me, when I want to build trust or build a relationship or, or build that foundation, I, I try to keep it on a professional level, but I do it by, if they complete a job, if their mm-hmm. KPIs are up, um, if their performance is excelling, if they're asking proper questions, you know, I'll go out and I will say, hey, you're doing fantastic at this, this, yeah. and this. Great job. Keep it up. I like to see this direction. You know, I can't wait to see you guys next week. Or um, like uh, today at a shop, I took out all the trash. I cleaned out the break room. Um, I swept the floors, like little things of like, hey, you guys are busy. Hey, you guys are what make the shop yeah. run, right? I don't need to go out there and work on a vehicle because that's your job. So I will take the time that I have and I will help clean. I'll do these things for you. So then when you are done, you know, you can focus on something else. So like those are little things that I try to do to essentially just build the trust to say, Hey, I get you're busy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of this for you. But in return on a day where it's not slow, I expect you to do it the same way that I have done it. Yeah. Right. So it's still a very much a, a give and take, but it's also, it's one setting a standard. And then two, it's also showing that, you know, I'm not afraid to, try. I'm not afraid to do the job. Not afraid to work hard. I don't care if somebody knocked on the door. It's fine. <laughs> Bring them in. Move along. Yeah. yeah. So to you, Jake Brown, like, again, other side of that coin of how do you like create that environment, which you, I know he, he's taking a break now. Pause. So actually we'll, we'll circle back to you, Jake Morrow. Of, yep. I'm ready. Uh, I am actually curious, like when somebody's like really not doing the job, like, they're just not hitting the standards. Like, how do you still, like, how do you manage that to, like, inspire them to, like, reach the expectations? So I guess it's kind of, it's twofold. And and everything, as you know, is always situational, Mm -hmm. right? It depends on the time of the day, what type of employee you have. It's a brand new person. I I mean, there's exponentially a, a million reasons that that can give you you know, an angle to pursue and something to grow and build. So for me, I guess the, the two biggest things that I want to focus on is one, the situation of training. Is this person properly trained? Have they done this before? Have they asked about this before? Is this something we've worked on in the past? Yeah. Right. And for me, that's like kind of all encumbersome for that one situation to where I'll walk up and say, Hey, this was very clear before you've done it, but in the past, mm-hmm. why are we not doing this before? What has changed? Right. Yeah. And just open up a conversation to say, hey, if you one, are you just being lazy Two, are you unsure of what the processes were? Did somebody else do it before? Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me about how we can change this and move the direction. Uh, and then that. and then on the other side of it is is if somebody is intentionally just being lazy, that dynamic is really going to change because I'm not going to essentially open up for a conversation. I'm going to pull them off to the side away from somebody and say, you know, what's yeah. your problem? What is going on outside of this that is affecting your work? Mm. If you have a valid excuse, let's talk it out. I'll be your, your soundboard. I'll be your therapist. I'll be somebody who can, you know, try to release the weight off your shoulders. If it's something that you're just having a bad time and you're going to be in your head about it, then I will go complete a job, which I've done before. Mm. And I'll tell them to go for a walk. Or if it gets really bad, I'll just say, Hey, you need to go clock out for the day, go yeah. home, take a deep breath, turn your mind right. And let's start again next morning. Oh, what I love so about that is that sides. you're wanting to probe and ask questions and you're not just assuming their intentions Mm -hmm. you're asking the like you're you're gathering evidence you're allowing them to open up to you i think that that's so hard for managers and owners to do well because a lot of times like we all have our own stuff that's going on in the world right and as 
you will find out, especially once you continue to hire employees and you have obviously people that they come to you and you're the last line mm-hmm. of defense, right? So in a corporation, you have other people you can bounce ideas oh. off of. Even if you're still higher up on the food chain, there's other people that mm-hmm. have more experience or more experience with life. Certain, you can blame other certain people. Things. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. 10 years yeah. ago, we never Marketing did this. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. Right. But yeah. for you as the owner, as somebody who is supposed to be the, the head of the spear, you know, that falls on your shoulders. Yeah. So you're stuck finding that, that result that, yeah. you know, to whatever it is, again, being a soundboard, being somebody's therapist, being almost, you know, a, a guidance counselor at times, right? Yeah. You have to, and for me, that's the only way is to get more information, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, is it personal? Is it work related? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm having beef with another employee. Okay. Well, both of you are going to come over here and be <laughs> adults. What's your grievance? What's yours? get over it or there's no job for anyone, right? Because if nobody can work together, then we're out. But if I don't have that, that information, if I don't have that little bit of communication, it should only take a couple of minutes, right? You don't need an hour. You don't need two days. It's just quick conversation, gather information. Hey, this is what we need to do. This is the direction. They either follow the direction or they're going to do something else. And then we have to change the narrative with that one as well. But a quick little insight into the background gives me a better direction on how to fix a problem. You definitely like put the nail on the head when you said like you are the last decision maker, mm-hmm. like you are the last line of defense. And um, that's so much responsibility, mm-hmm. right? In a corporation, there's always a director above you or HR. Somebody to or shift blame on. Totally. Let me send an email to my boss yeah. who's a jerk. Uh-huh. You know? Sorry, we're laying you off. And, but that's just the company. And Not me. So, yeah, I didn't want like, to do it. Totally, like yeah. you, you definitely get to have that scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you are the business owner, like you have, very much your ownership and um that's that's scary to put on like you are literally responsible for everyone in this building yes absolutely yeah. it's and you'll learn you'll <laughs> learn quickly it's not a bad thing but it, it can be I mean, there's trade-offs to it yep it, it can yeah. be a, a little stressful at times who was at my door your favorite tech sweet oh um you want to so know if we wanted to shut the gate oh that's nice yeah good guy <laughs> So you probably have different opinions. I don't know the question. I was so, answering the door. Yeah. No, we were. <laughs> you don't know what it, I, the big boss was talking. <laughs> the, big right? bo- the big boss was talking. Dog's got to eat. Dog's got to eat. Boss got to eat. Continue. Okay, continue. Um, so as you're dealing with, you know, a range of employee issues, right? Like you very much are the top dog and having to balance the separation between you are the last decision maker. You're the one that is going to, you know, decide their future fate. Like how do you inspire, motivate? How do you course correct? Kind of just like your methods of like actually like managing people when you are like not like a CEO or not like a, you know, like a corporation. Type yeah. So I manage and run things completely opposite of how Jake runs things. Literally polar opposites. Um, Jake is in the weeds a lot uh, with the day-to-day decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of behind closed doors with all my decisions. I put mm-hmm. the managers in place. Um, all my managers have 30, 35, 40 years of experience within this industry. And unfortunately, they do know a lot more mm-hmm. about the industry than I do. Um, when it comes to insurances, when it comes to making more money, when it comes to this and that, I can run the business side I can manage, I can do that. But when it comes to knowing the automotive industry, I have to give it to them. They have a lot more experience than I ever will. In 30 years, when I have 30 years experience like them, (laughs) they're gonna have 60. So it's constant playing the cat and mouse game. Um, 
I tell them, hey, you know, I'm putting you in this place for a reason. You've, it, you know what succeeds. You know what you can do to succeed. Then do it. I will get involved when things start to fail. And that may be too late. Obviously, I'm still involved in the day-to-day decisions. But if they tell me, hey, so-and-so is not working out, I say, why? Let's talk us talk our way mm-hmm. through why they're not working out. And if it's a valid reason, then I say, all right, we got to find the next step. We got to find the next person to fill that spot. Totally. Um, but when it comes to actually making the firing decision, I let them build the team around them. As a manager, and we've all been managers at some sort mm-hmm. of some sort at some sort of time of, you know, you have to build your team around you. And if you can't build a strong team that's going to work with you and work for you, you're going to fail. Yeah. Um, me building a team around a manager isn't going to fit because each manager is going to be different. I have four different locations that I directly look over. Each location runs 100% different than the other location. There's different clientele. There's different um, workers that work there. There's different type of work at each location. That manager has to know the clientele that's coming to his shop, and he has to focus and build his team around that clientele. Or her. Or her. I am so sorry. Canceled. Well, which is actually pretty cool, like especially in the auto body industry. I don't know if you've both talked about this, but um, Jake's shops that you're managing, you have four, Mm -hmm. right? Um, half are women managers, half are men. Yeah. So that's like a great which is ratio. I have too many men. <laughs> I would rather all four women managers. Well, yeah. I mean, they're All good phenomenal. thing was a 50 cent song. Many men. Many men. Wish many, 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 many men. Blood um, in my eyes are when I can't see. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> but it, but it's like actually it. really cool to see that play out in the operations. I mean, you tell me you know, each day kind of what managers have faced and what, how they've handled it and um, different styles. I don't think it's predominantly like women lead one specific style, men lead the other way. No. Everyone has different yeah. styles, but it's really cool to see women managing shops in a male-dominant industry. Yeah, but and again, going back to how I manage differently is you know jake is very Mm. work oriented with each of his guys in the back my conversations with the guys in the back don't ever involve work (laughs) i don't ever talk about work to them that's not my position um that's why i put the managers in place that's why i put the estimators in place and it's i i use the chain of command because the last Mm. thing i want is for them to use me as the first line of hey i'm gonna call jake because or hey tell jake this because or hey jake I have a complaint about my manager. You have to use the chain of command. So yep. when I go back and talk to them, I give them a fist bump. I say their name. I say, how is your weekend? How is your family? How is everything going? I know all of their hobbies, so I understand. And I relate on that uh, frame. But outside of that, that's it. And you're so good at doing that. Oh, my gosh. I can't, like... When I meet somebody new, I'm like stumbling over my words, trying to figure out like, how can I connect to this person? But you do it in such an eloquent, authentic way that so many people just are like magnified to you and you get to like walk through those shops and everyone is just like waiting to talk to you and be able to start that conversation. And like, no matter what type of person it is, you can just like connect with them. And something I've always been like very admire from you is you have that like easygoing way and 
not everybody can do that. So it fits you really well in your leadership style. I told you I'm not a dick. Honestly, she needs to come on the show more often for you because <laughs> she's hyping me up. For I told you I need new friends. For You're real. a horrible friend. I'm singing 50 Cent. She's over here talking about admiration for you. <laughs> Eloquent. Is that a 50 Cent song? Eloquent. You would not be successful as you are if you weren't like phenomenal in so many different areas of business. You were a true entrepreneur. And, and he didn't even go to school. He didn't, which is... <laughs> Thanks to your dad. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that but, conversation. But okay. you, you knew the right path, and it's just been amazing to watch watch your business grow and watch you just, like, build wealth for us. And so it's been really cool. I can see why you married her. Duh. Oh, I had to convince him. It was years. Years. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're not going to dive into this. Like, yeah, we'll I'll have a log right home. <laughs> I'm going to save you from this we one. We got to go camping this week, and I probably won't come back. She'll be no. like, yeah, he went for a hike and got lost. And Jake's like, I know he doesn't hike, so mm-hmm. where'd you marry him? Where's the body? I get the truck. <laughs> you get the payment. That's yeah. Actually, never mind. Sell the truck. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I know I had a few more questions, yeah. but we're already getting close to an hour here. So I How's think your you battery doing? Might have to come back. He's already so. swapped it out a couple oh, times. Oh, man. You're we didn't even, even get attention. into things. I know. You um, want to keep going? You good to go? He's good to go. Do you have to go? No. I just didn't know how long you wanted to do this. I'm golden. Should we do like one hour and then start up another one so you can split it into two parts? Oh, I mean, or you could just come back another time. He's right. kicking you out. He's no, trying yeah. to, he has plans tonight. You guys literally said you were stressing about how much crap you have to get done today. Do oh. it, bruh. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's your funeral, not mine. Have we're fun. Here. Finally. Okay, please continue. Do you have any other questions? Uh, no. You, <laughs> I thought you said yeah. you had questions. I do, but like I just cut her off because I thought we were going to wrap it up and do a second part. But here no, we we're kind of going off on a tangent. Tangent. Yeah. Okay. We finish each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches, tacos. Um, okay. Well, I heard from this mm-hmm. guy over here, um, that you are very interested in, and I know you kind of do this already, um, in a like women's leadership mm-hmm. group, right? Mm-hmm. And starting your own, mm-hmm. correct? Um, what are some key, uh, key skills or qualities that you look at for somebody who would, you would want to join this group as a leader with you? Great. And is it only, it's only women's leaders. <laughs> Jake's trying to get in the group. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll put a wig on right now. Yeah, well, which, I mean, I love leaders of all gender, of whether you're green, pink, blue, whatever. But I have a particularly soft spot for um, my fellow women. So Amen I had a, that, sister. I had a really cool. <laughs> I got a soft spot for women, I don't tell you. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know how you guys finish podcast. You guys are so funny. Um, so, oh yes. Um, I had a really cool opportunity to, it, it was not intentional. It just kind of fell out this way where I had a team of um, five to six women and we had some really ambitious goals and um, putting yourself in a silo and just like embracing working alongside other women. There's a lot of, interesting dynamics that come out of that and specifically about how everyone um, like absorbs more than what they're supposed to be doing and again this isn't just women like other people can do this too but for this specific cohort of women it was really amazing to see how what we could do with limited resources limited time and we ended up like exceeding all of our business objectives in a lot of different ways that's Um, awesome and we were together as a team for over a year or so and um those women are still my best friends today and we really 
made the merge between like life and work and had some really dynamic conversations. There was a lot of DE&I um, topics that were happening. And so for us to be able to have very open, candid, diverse conversations about what was happening in society was really amazing. And um, when you have a group of just women, there you get to be a bit more intimate in your conversations. You get to open up a little bit more. Um, you relate to each other differently. And so after that time period of being a part of that team, it really sparked the joy that I was like, oh, I, I really want to invest in relationships with my fellow women colleagues. And so the startup that I ended up joining again were co-founded by two women. Um, it's There's some crazy stat that like only like 2%, maybe 5% of all like business funding goes to women-based businesses. One, we need more women to start companies, um, but two, we need to be able to figure out how to fund them a little bit more um, and allow them to start ideas. Usually women-led companies are more well thought out, more um, purposeful. We just women are detail oriented. Yeah. And men are dumb. We approach problems a little the bit differently. It's getting worse, isn't it? I think you're just dramatic. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> the, the company for the first six months was all women. Like, not intentionally. It just the best candidate for the role popped up, and it just happened to be a woman. And our product felt more um, feminine, anyways. Um, and so, like, having both of those experiences back to back, just again, continued to fan that flame of how amazing women are and how can I help give that back and who else can I meet and know and learn from there's and especially here in Phoenix we have such a diverse community and we also are investing in tech companies like you see Google's moving like has moved here Um, a lot of um, Silicon Valley companies move their operations to be based here Um, and so there's a lot of things we can do in our own community to learn from each other, help support each other, um, create opportunities, help, you know, create those conversations of how do you ask for a pay raise? How do you negotiate for yourself um, and combat some of those tendencies that women kind of grow up around um, and allow them to really be purposeful and, and achieve their goals? Well, and it sounds like, you know, obviously they inspired you and that whole mm-hmm. situation inspired you. So it'd be cool to to really see you obviously inspire other women right especially within the industry especially women who want to grow and build and and kind of be a you know moving force for Mm -hmm. whatever their you know industry is backing so you know that that's awesome so i guess you know segue next question um what's some advice that you would give an aspiring woman um who is considering joining this or or would want to join your hopefully future um women's leaders group yeah um it's so hard because there's so much advice and it kind of depends on like what they're looking for. I always hesitate to just like spout off something because you never know like what somebody's situation is. But and when we're talking to like a progress group, I think I can only relate to what I've learned mm-hmm. best. And obviously um, if it's going to be your leadership group, like you want to be the face of it, you know, present yourself in a certain light that will draw in, you know, women oh, leaders. I struggle with that. Right. I struggle with that. I'm like, I just want to facilitate a space where women can come connect with each other. They're not here for me. They're like, I don't know. But they could be. I'm small. Don't potatoes. sell yourself short again. <laughs> <laughs> Piss me off, lady. Um, so I guess like some of the things that I've learned best is take every opportunity, whoever you meet, whether it's in an elevator, whether it's in the kitchen space, whether it's on a one-on-one call or you're working on a project. Again, it goes back to 
you got to care about people. Mm. Um, just freaking, I, I missed an opportunity and I'm, I'm kicking myself about it. Um, I was in, I was going to a conference on Saturday. I was in the elevator with the MC of the conference who is a like CBS news host who she's just phenomenal. I can't recall her name, um, which again, I'm kicking myself for, but I was in a 45 second elevator ride and I didn't say hi. I didn't That's say like, awkward. hey. Would you just stare at the wall? Well, <laughs> she had a friend and they were kind of talking. And so I didn't want to like interrupt them, but I should have been like, hey, you're both going to the conference. I am too. I'm Kendi. It's so great to meet you. Um, hopefully I'll see you in there. And that could have been like a cool connection, but. See, so remember this, this, this podcast, this story, this moment, because when you yeah. are up on stage presenting <laughs> in front of hundreds of women who are looking at you to lead them in the direction you want to go, you can tell that story. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Seize every single moment because at the end of the day, we're all limited to a certain amount of moments, right? Oh, Whether so you, true. you believe in whatever as extensionally, or mm -hmm. like you believe that Jake Brown grew as a plant and is now a, a grown man. I want to come back as a cat. That's, that's horrible for you. Um, <laughs> but no matter what happens, like every person. Why the has hell a am I a plant? Because you're big like tree. <laughs> you could be a redwood. I'd have that in my head the whole time I was waiting for you to ask me. Big like big tree. Like tree. Um, but we have those moments. And if we don't understand, like the older we get, the more that I realize that we are limited in, in mm. this life, right? And totally. the farther we go, the more moments that we can't let slip by. So something like that oh might be gosh. very small. But in that moment, if you had just mm -hmm. just seized that moment and not afraid and not Put awkward and just, and just <laughs> you never know what kind of outlet that could have given you. Exactly. Right. So when you I want credit for that, when you are presenting in front of a conference of, of women, remember. I, I absolutely will. You'll get all of Good. the credits and all of the shout outs between you both. So, wait, no, both. Jake Morrow. Um, I was going to say suck it. I Jake can't Morrow. think of one in my head, but is there a moment that comes to mind where you didn't seize the moment? <sighs> There's plenty of in moments in my life that I didn't see, seize it, whether it was professionally, whether it was personal, mm -hmm. whether, you know, it was, you know, I, I, one of my biggest regrets, especially like growing up was I didn't try and play sports. Not to say I would have ever played professionally, You're not to say anything, you know, and I was, but like, I still, I, I should have. Mm -hmm. And come junior year, I literally just focused on motorcycles. Mm -hmm. Senior year, I didn't really care about anything. I just wanted to, you know, work and chase girls. It, it wasn't like, but like, I look back at it now and I really wish that like, you know, that bond, that friendship, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, strength that they build with each other whether it was football baseball basketball whatever it was i mean he's still jake still talks to people back in the football days i mean Nobody everyone wants to no but i mean <laughs> he he had that that leadership that fellowship yeah. that he built with people and you know I, I had friends i still have friends from high school you know there's i still stay connected with a mm -hmm. lot of people but like the one thing that i i feel like i missed out on was sports you know after after college after you know dropping out and just diving into the workforce. And, you know, I, I really was focused on the wrong things in life. I was focused on, you know, who I was in that moment. I was focused on only the present, not the future. I was only focused on, you know, I want to put a couple bucks in my pocket and I want to go out every night. I want to go have fun. I want to go party, I'd do whatever. To where I wish I'd looked back and said, man, I wonder, I want to look one day in the future. Then that would have put me a week in the future and then a mm. month in the future. It's little things like that. Yeah. It's not so much missed opportunities. It's not so much like seizing, you know, I, I moved to Virginia for almost two years. There was a, an opportunity. My brother was graduating from um, boot camp. I was out in Georgia. I got a phone call and said, hey, we want to offer you this job. Like, can you come out in a week? Yeah. 
Yeah. Holy crap, I'm in Georgia. I'm not going home for two days. Like, a week is no time. Like, I have to quit my job. I have to get all my stuff together. And they said, well, unfortunately, like, this is the offer. It's this. We need to hire somebody now and in the moment. And I did it. Came home, got all my crap together, drove across the country, started the job, and worked there for almost two years. So it's That's just, so cool. there's opportunities that I wholeheartedly dove into, but there's just little things that I wish that, I don't know, like mm-hmm. I listened to podcasts, I read more books, I tried to better myself rather than bettering my, my myself in a moment yeah. rather than in a future. Well, I also think like if you put yourself back in those shoes, like how would have you known, right? Like it's so hard to know, like what's the right things to invest in. And I think our gener- like the new- next generations are so lucky because everything is in the phone, right? Like mm-hmm. podcasts really didn't exist until recently. And same thing with social I mean, they, media. They did, but they were never popular. And well, with right. popularity right. is social no. media and without everyone social media, everyone does. Exactly. And we are one of them. We are one of them, yeah. <laughs> we just don't do it enough. <laughs> yeah, but, but th- it was, they have access to that now versus yes. like if you would have listened to a couple podcasts like between your junior and senior year, who knows? Like, but it really wasn't like at the t- tip of our fingers like mm-hmm. it is nowadays. Like you really had to learn from the community around you, mm-hmm. your parents. Who you surround yourself with. You had a yeah. network. You really had a network back then. Totally. Where now, like, and we were talking to Andy the other day and it was just like, all right, what's, how is school different now? And he mm-hmm. says, well, AI. You got chat GPT oh and AI involved now. You all your schoolwork. And it's all Jealous. at your fingertips. You don't even have to go to school anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, the type of resources you have online and the access, access you have, just why would you pay for that? Sixty thousand dollar piece of paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, he, and when yeah. he goes to school online, he's he's loving every moment of it. Yeah, that's so. great. Well, he's doing software engineering, right? Correct. Phenomenal career path. Boom. That's really great. Yep, I'm gonna use that as like my retirement plan. Andy's gonna make a boatload of money and he's house right go in the backyard. Heck yeah! Get that stock. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Sorry, I ruined your original retirement. My plan. original retirement plan. Now that you brought it up, thank you. Can you guess what it was? <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, Something about a vineyard, right? No. Well, no, that was down the road after Jake Brown ruined my original <laughs> retirement plan. So, and then I was hoping Tristan was going to do this, and eh, of course, followed Jake's footsteps and uh, well, let me he down did yet not again. follow my I footsteps. He did a lot better than I did. Actually, that is true. <laughs> my man, <laughs> shout out T Lee. Look him up. Killed Jake Brown's records. Anyways, uh, I had this dream of uh, Jake was going to go to college. Oh, yeah. I was also going to go to college, but it was going to be the same college that Jake went to, which was hopefully a D1 on full ride scholarship. He got trucks, got houses, got whatever. And I'll just be like, that's my best friend. What's up? And then I was like, and then, of course, it's like NFL. He's going pro. He's going to get paid a stupid amount of money. I'm going to take care of his pool, live in the pool house, yes. guest house, parties when he's traveling. We're going like, to have goats it's and gonna chickens. Be no goats and chickens. Just like, I'm going to be tan and fit. And like, it's going to be great. I'm not going to pay for shit. Jake Brown's going to cover mm-hmm. everything. Living the dream. Those knees, and here man. comes community college. Son of a bitch. Goes to community college. Kills it kills it hit well, somebody yeah, so hard that phenomenal football knocked player. him out and then he just like never worked on his knees and they destroyed well, him then there goes my retirement plan not that he could help it his body's just yes yeah, screw you <laughs> jesus hates me <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways that was you, my retirement plan you got any more questions um i think the only one and it was kind of for for both of you mm. which is how i kind of wanted to end this is well um, is this an ending question yes Okay, then we probably should ask our guest. She has any more questions? Hello, guest. guest? Do you have any more questions for Jake's word? Well, I've the been asking podcast? questions as we've been going, mm-hmm. um, but I guess any final question? Yeah. Um, 
I want to be thoughtful about this. Um, that means you have to answer first because I like to think about my answers. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't think about my answers. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I, I talked earlier about you have to wear a lot of different hats being an entrepreneur. And frankly, like some Shut of the up. hats are. Shut up. I was going to talk about how he doesn't have hair up there. That's so um, why he wears hats. No. <laughs> I said it anyways. Continue. Um, <clears throat> At least Tristan still has hair. He's got great hair. It's combed over. Um, okay, so you got to wear a lot of hats. There's a lot of things you don't want to do. What is like the worst part of being like in your day to day? Showing up to like, work. <laughs> don't love doing. I just want to go fishing and stay home and ride motorcycles. No. Jake Brown, that's you first. There you go. Merry Christmas. The worst thing about our day to day. Yeah, like obviously you love like the hands on operations and helping develop people, but there's definitely parts of your job that you're like ugh, i do not want to do this hmm. like can the, i go hire someone <laughs> well and unfortunately that's the biggest struggle of our day is the mm. hiring of somebody yeah um with today's generation uh work ethic has gone out the window there you get a select few that you know are driven they want to be here they want to work they want to grow they focus on that future dollar not that now dollar Mm-hmm. Where our generation, it's just like, all right, I know I'm going to get paid, you know, minimum wage, or I know I'm going to get paid X amount this week. That's not where I want to be, but I can see where I am six months down the road. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people are like, no, I need to get paid X amount now. I'm not mm-hmm. waiting. I don't have experience, but this is what you're going to pay me because it's what I'm worth. Um, and so having to deal with, I don't want to call it confidence because... <laughs> But the work ethic in today's day and age, it's just not there because they'll ask for a pay raise and it happens 10 times out of 10. Yeah. They'll ask for a pay raise and you're like, you know what? You've done extremely good. I think you've earned it. The next day they call out sick. I actually have a different opinion to like the work ethic of the generation. Um, okay. I think what you say is very you don't true. Want employees. Well, she says, you're so, doing a, do what you're doing, just do it better. And this is how you do it better. So I'm like baking in an assumption of like, Yes, you see this every single day. There is a specific cohort of people that you're working with. Um, But I also see it from um, the newer generations. Again, it goes back to that point of access. They have so many things right at their fingertips where the hustle culture is so real right now, um, where they don't gravitate to traditional bodies of work or um, like, you know, very like skilled labor is disappearing right in front of our eyes because they're making decisions to do something in a different way, whether it's easier, whether you're not out in the elements, whether it's easier on your body, uh, but agreed in that cohort of people that you're working with, it, it's it's hard to hire. It's very hard to hire and find the people who are willing to make the physical or um, initial investment to learn a trade, to learn some sort of skilled labor. Um, when it comes to work ethic on things outside of skilled labor, um, I think there's a lot of things that are easy to do, but at the same time, you start to see people that really start to rise above the curve um, and take those opportunities and invest in themselves, right? Those who are learning, you know, four-year degrees in like a boot camp, right, for like engineering specifically or finding these alternate avenues, um, like the self-accountability that it takes to do that. Obviously, I don't think that's the average, I think the average is kind of falling into the rat race still, but um, so I think work ethic 
is translated different ways across the industries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, for us, it's a very small group of individuals that are still in this industry. We don't 100%. have kids that are coming out of school that actually are, have been like through high school. I did automotive shop. Yeah. Like, I know all this stuff. No, we're getting guys that are coming out of school who have literally no experience, no mm-hmm. knowledge, starting from bare minimum. So it's either somebody who's brand new into the industry or somebody who has been in it for 10, 15 years, but they've yeah. bounced around to so many different shops that they're never going to last within your yeah. company because they're so used to, you know, avoiding you know, responsibilities, yeah. essentially what, well, it, it's so what it is. Well, it's so easy to do that when to. the industry is so understaffed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your answer, mister? I have time to think about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't, I didn't come up with anything <laughs> that was great. Anything that makes me sound like, you know, I'm just crying about my day to day job, which I, I, I enjoy a lot of this stuff. A lot what of doesn't the, have to be like complaining. A about lot it. of the back end stuff. I really like the data analytics. I really like KPIs. I like building, you know, yeah. training programs and operationally and, you sure, know, doing what you like. quarterly meetings. Thank you, Kendai. <laughs> Enjoy like making quarterly meetings and making sure that I have yeah. everything lined up for him. Like that, that's really takes up a lot of my time. The thing that I really find that I have a hard time putting everything I have into is really being kind of like that, that balancer between, you know, an employee's work and home life. Too many mm. people bring that work life or the, uh, their home life into work and mm. then want somebody to see their opinion or see why they're failing or see, hey, my bills went up, so I need a raise. Okay, well, you're on the job for two weeks. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry your bills came up, but like, here's how you budget. Like, this is yeah. simple, right? But I can't do that. I can't say that. I have to be very open to their problems. I have to mm. make it kind of my problem and figure out how to you know, extend that life of an employee Yeah. rather than them shooting from the hip, man, I got to go get another job because they're going to pay me a dollar more. Right. But yet the experience here is going to be a 10 times better. So how do I bridge that gap of stopping them without going over and just throwing more money at them? Because somebody who's been here for six months is already making that. How do I justify somebody who's been here for two weeks? Right. So it's just, I, I don't like being that person that has to find that middle ground for somebody. I like for them to, check their their life at the mm-hmm. door essentially and then just do the job so for me that's the hardest part where i have you know i, I know i have to make time to talk to employees about this yep. kind of things especially when it comes to like managers and that is the thing that i just drag my feet <laughs> with re- recently because it's it's literally i have to coach them on how to live life yeah. I, and that that's that's probably the one thing i I least look forward to yeah i think that's the role of the manager in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. of it, it's not oil and water when it nope. comes to especially managers who are trying to figure out how to lead people and mm-hmm. also deal with their own home life. And, and frankly, people bring work to their homes in a lot of different ways. So it kind of bleeds back and forth, but yep. it, it takes a toll when you have to like figure out that and invest time there. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's and energy you know, with multiple locations, multiple people, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a lot of people who rely on me for a lot of that stuff. And I'm that soundboard. Again, you'll be the last line of defense. So yep, you have to yep. make sure that your employees feel like it's a family. The way you can do that is by acknowledging their problems, making them your own essentially yeah. and finding a solution. Well, for me, it's just, you, you, if you get it from everybody, it's hard to only be that soundboard that bounces off of you to yeah. when you're not going to have people to talk about at work because you're the one in charge. So you yeah. have to take it now home talk to Jake about it. Maybe his soundboard is already full because he did oh it all gosh. day long. And now all of a sudden it's just, you know, you're butting heads for, for no so in particular in relationships. reason. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. So that, that's, you know, it, it's okay if there's a couple of employees here and there, but a lot of times it's not just one person. It's not just two people. It's, it's half the people you have working for yeah. you. So it just, that, that's my biggest, um, 
not issue, but just my, my biggest challenge for me right now is making sure I balance myself so I can help balance others. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something that like, I always say like grinds my goat, but I'm realizing it's grinds. get my goat and grinds, no, grinds my, my gears. gears. <laughs> what the hell is get my goat? Grind, grind I, my yeah. goat. I think yeah. What the I hell know. is get my goat? I, I you really so. get my goat. Uh, you really grind my goat. <laughs> It's what? a custom phrase, guys. Well, I said that for like Tristan, six months. Tristan, have you ever months. heard of get my have goat? Have you ever grinded a goat? No. Oh, I know. It's not the correct <laughs> phrase. But I used to say it like it was. And then somebody had to politely tell me. Somebody who was like, um, my skip level report. She's like, um, I don't think you're saying that right. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. I smushed the two phrases together. Readers, am I um, right? Should we talk about the Spice Girls song? <laughs> no. <laughs> Continue. Um, <laughs> so, uh, something that I, I'm like if you want to be my lover sorry continue. you got to get with my friends <laughs> I, I'm not falling for that <laughs> um, when workplaces try to have like that family like we're a family here we're a family and you're just like no like you are a workplace and yep. you're paying me for something if I, I hate it when like companies try to hide behind the family values it, just to like get people to work more or to care about something that really they don't care about it unless they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and frankly, that, that should be the thing, but I don't know how you guys approach family values, but that's my like stance of gosh, it, it grinds my goat, gets my goat. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm dumb, awkward, a bit of a nerd. So it's coming You're out definitely now. Awkward and a nerd, but Oh, for not sure. Dumb. I've accepted it though. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) She angers me when she talks poorly about herself. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. What's your closing question? I'm getting hungry. Um, Yeah, you and me both. Um, So lastly, before we we end this thing. um, So obviously, I know Jake Brown has a lot going on. Mm. Obviously, you know, you just started your own consulting firm. There's a lot of things in the works. Hopefully you do, you know, your your leadership group. Um, I'm still available if you want. Absolutely. So you guys all have a lot of commitments, a lot of responsibilities throughout the day, the week, the month, the year, so on and so forth. Um, What's something that you guys have come up with um, to really allow yourself, even if it's a small amount of time, to focus on you guys and, you know, actually maintaining a relationship? Oh, this is this is a good one. And I think we should actually have a second podcast talking about working relationships uh, because we we've kind of hacked it. We I thought we've done really Boom, well. So, bitches. Um, I get to again. I get to brag about him a little bit. Um, ever since we've been dating, have been married, we have been incredibly on the same page. And because we communicate, like we're very clear about what we. How much you pay her for this shit? <laughs> it's the truth. It, it, right, it, it, it is. And <laughs> I I know not <clears throat> not every relationship is like this, but we constantly it's not like regimented right it's like we have frequent check-ins where we ask ourselves like where do we want to be in the next few years what are the investments that we're making what like promises are we making to each other about what the next phase of life is going to bring out in us um we're incredibly like family orientated and we have very similar values we hide behind family values (laughs) (laughs) i knew this sounded familiar yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and so corporate candy strikes again, (laughs) (laughs) um, when we're in these different phases of life, right. I I think even before I graduated school, it was very clear, like I'm going to go grind in a startup world, do the corporate thing. You're going to 
figure out business and we don't know where it's going to take you. We don't know what you. the hell you're doing. You better but, do something to bring home the bacon. But That's we, what that was. 100%. That was. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. We, which, yeah, I mean, it, it life transitions, right? One person mm-hmm. will make more than the other person and then you will rebalance. And um, it's just, as long as you are uh, focused on what is the best for the family unit, mm-hmm. um, what is the right decisions we should be made, like, who is sacrificing what? I remember when I was working at Kindred, especially in the last six months, I literally woke up, went to my laptop, and didn't leave my laptop until like midnight, 4 a.m. And he literally like stepped up and took care of life, all of life, and handled my family and did everything. Um, but then I remember when you were starting the Makos, it was, all right, you're going to go do this, and you're going to go grind and hustle, and I've got life. And so it's always been that balance, and we always check in with each other and um, we were just camping the other weekend and we were talking about, okay, what's our real estate investment strategy? What are our ideas? What do we see for ourselves? Um, what are some of the goals that we're going to put out there? Um, and then we figure out like, okay, what do what does each of us need to do to help us contribute to that goal? Um, so I think right now we're making sure that we have time for ourselves. Like we're taking advantage of going camping every weekend, having a little bit more flexible schedules. Um, but there would be weeks where we'd meet each other at the airport and be like hey babe all right here's the keys for the truck all right I'm off you're flying somewhere you just flew home and that would be like our dedicated like 10 minutes and we knew that was the phase of life so um I hope I answered your question I mean I could talk about this the entire time but I'm incredibly lucky to have him as my life partner (laughs) you missed out on that one (laughs) you missed out on me anything you would like to add to this no I mean that was very uh no I mean she's spot on our communication's always been number one mm-hmm. since the start mm-hmm. you know it's i think i can count on one hand how oh, many times sure. we've fought in our life and or in our relationship and it's does this include when you guys threw ice across the uh, <laughs> the house or <laughs> that that was throw? fun oh. we were chasing each other around our two-story house and i, I think i dropped water middle, on like, you and then you threw yeah. ice cubes at me you asked her to throw we something down because we were working on something and she poured water on you and then oh, you yeah. came back and took ice out of your cup and threw it at her and then you, next thing i know i'm sitting on your couch with your dog <laughs> and you guys are literally running around chucking ice at each other i'm like what the fuck is going on here you gotta enjoy life my friend mm-hmm. Hardnet, i was just like well, if y'all break something i'm leaving so but no we've you know we've been in maybe two or three arguments yeah. in 12 years and it's usually been your fault my fault honestly it would be like no no no, it would be like you know i would be pissed off where i'm at in my life Mm. i'm like all right i'm you know this many years old and (laughs) i'm this old and i feel like i have no accomplishments behind me and she's like well you have a business you have this i'm like but it doesn't feel right i my myself personally i don't feel like i've accomplished anything I'm, I'm mad at where I am. I'm mad at where we are in life. And I'm just not happy. And the argument would come off of that because she'd be like, you're freaking doing great. I don't know what your issue is. I don't know what your problem is. You're doing fine. You got to stop underestimating yourself. You got to stop downgrading yourself. You got to stop doing all this. So that would be our argument. Mm-hmm. But there's as far never- as arguments go, that one's, I'd like to have that one. Right. <laughs> You got to work up. No, to honestly, that. I mean, that's, because yeah. that, that's yeah. you know, you're you're holding yourself down and, you know, you're and she's building me up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But she has also done the same thing where she downplays, you know, her credibility, her experience, her knowledge, you know, her, yeah. her drive. And then you're right there to say, yeah. OK, 
crazy lady. Like you've done X, Y, Z, right? You are capable of so much more. So that it really feels like that's where you guys find the, the perfect balance mm -hmm. of, you know, making sure that each other is supported, especially in the times where you are down the most. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's really, really hard to find in life. So, really and so, yeah, we focus on communication. Mm -hmm. We've never once gone to bed without a kiss. Like yeah. I don't care if I wanted to tear her freaking head <laughs> off. We end in the night with a kiss. We started the morning with a kiss. We always end every single day with a kiss, start every morning mm -hmm. with a kiss. Aww. And we check in throughout the day. And it's yeah. just part of our... <laughs> We're done talking to you. <laughs> Bye. Don't you dare use that button against me. <laughs> um, so, but that's just part of our relationship. It's, yeah. it's a lot that's of communication. Awesome. Um, lately, we've really incorporated into our lives camping. And it's mm -hmm. just, you know, we're going to go out of town and we're going to go somewhere where we don't have service and it's just going to be us we're going to hang out away. we're going to have our closest friends and family mm -hmm. we're going to eat food we're going to play so cornhole we're going to smoke cigars and we're just going to chill and it's letting go of life completely and forgetting mm -hmm. about whatever's going on absolutely so that's awesome and that's kind of reset us for the week and said all right i'm good now let's go back to work we're ready that's awesome and everyone needs that well mm -hmm. I'm a little jelly. Um, <laughs> anything? I don't. Kendi, where can everyone find you if they need you oh, for yes. your consulting services? Uh, karate. karate. LinkedIn is my jam. Um, she didn't get it. <laughs> I said karate. Continue. You're an idiot. I know. Yeah. LinkedIn? I LinkedIn. Yep. Find me on LinkedIn. I have a company page there as well. Um, connect with me. Send me a message. Um, I don't really do well on other social media pages, but um, LinkedIn is my that. favorite. We just hired somebody to do ours, so. <laughs> How do you spell Kawati? People. Check them out. Oh, Kawati is C-O-A-T-I. Kawate. Kawate. Yeah. She almost sounded the same way like when I read the uh, Yoki G, uh, email. No. It's like question mark. Uh, Tea Lee Productions, <laughs> where can people find you? Instagram at yeah. t.lee underscore productions. And he actually just dropped a really awesome video. You guys should definitely check him out. His Instagram is phenomenal. It is. And it if you guys really ever cool. need anything, please reach out to him. He is really good. He's going to start doing a lot of the content for us. Um, we're really excited and kind of have him on board. Um, he really will be somebody that you guys want to mm -hmm. keep uh, keep your eyes on because he's got some cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Part of the yeah. generation that grinds and really self-learns and, and hustles. And grinding that yeah. goat, let me tell you. That goat is about to be grinded. <laughs> But no, he does editing. He does. Yeah. He does everything. He does check, production. Check out his page. He'll set you guys straight. So, you got anything for us, Tealy Productions? Just yeah. those guns, Jake Morrow. Well, you got anything well, else to finish off this? Oh, thank wait. you so much for having me. Oh, I've really yeah. enjoyed like listening to your podcast. As it, it's amazing to like hear the first episode to where you're at now. So it's cool to be on. Number We've definitely 20. made some progress. We have definitely made some <laughs> <Yeah>. progress. <laughs> You've had some really cool people on, and yep. uh, I am just so excited for you both. And we appreciate just grateful it. to be able to take some time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're definitely going to have to uh, come back on. There's a lot of Love things to. that I think we'll develop and we'll, we'll kind of get yeah. onto and, um, and really kind of build both of our platforms, I think, which would be awesome. But uh, I think that's going to be it for us. Why would yeah. you point at me? In because the you should down? do a sign off now. That, that's what I was going to do. But then you pointed at me like I was not going to yeah, do it. I was one. saying action. Thank you so much for checking out the <laughs> podcast today, guys. If you have any questions, you want to see some guests on the show, please reach out to us. You can either hit us up if you know us, Jake Squared, on social media. You can uh, send us an email at theyuckypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you want to hear us talk about something or if you have somebody you want us to reach out to to get them on the show. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening and hopefully watching with Tea Leaf Productions. Yeah. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.